Ladies, gents, welcome back to Mormon Talk. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm with my co-host here, uh, David. Dramatic pause. Hey, guess, <laughs> I need you to forgive my schnozzle. I've got something going on. Hopefully it won't show up too much. Anyway. Uh, I do too. I still got the horrendous allergies going on. It's kind of a mixed thing, right? Because I love all the rain, which is rare for Utah. We're both in Utah, different areas of Utah. Uh, these mountains to the west of us are green, yes. which most of the time they're brown. Um, and so that's beautiful, right? But then I think of a couple things. One is all the pollen, which I'm suffering from and many other people. The other thing is I worry about summer when all that new foliage dries uh-huh. out and we have horrendous fires. I hope not. So we'll see. Hey guys, kicking it off with LDS in the news. Crash from the Daily Herald. LDS Church ordered to release a uh, sister missionary names in Denson case. So for those of you who have not been following this, uh, a lady by the name of McKenna Denson came forward and said that this guy named Joseph Bishop, we talked about this, I think, in an episode several episodes ago, former MTC president, while he was MTC president, had a little special room in the basement of one of the MTC buildings. And in this special room, he would uh, molest sister missionaries. Um, yeah, because, you know, the the guys who called him as an MTC president have the power of discernment. And so they're going to call a, a molester to be the MTC president because that's what God wants, right? Mm. Okay. So anyway, she's been going at the church. Good for McKenna. And I'm going to read that. It's a very short excerpt or a very short kind of summary article here from the Herald. So here we go. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has been ordered by federal judge Dustin B. Peed to, uh, wow, that almost sounds like a joke name, <laughs> Justin Time or, or Bend Over, Dustin B. Peed. Wow. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) to provide, sorry, I just took a trip there to provide a list of names of all sister missionaries who were at the missionary training center in Provo the same time as McKenna Denson. Denson is suing the LDS church and Joseph Bishop, her former missionary training center president. Denson claims among other things that Bishop, as president, sexually abused and raped her while she was in the MTC as a full-time missionary. The Friday court order gives the defendants 21 days to produce the list of names, and it is to be hand-delivered to the court. The court order also includes the name of any sister missionaries who have alleged any sexual assault or misconduct by Bishop at any time during his tenure as president of the MTC. Previously, the church said it was aware of one other woman that accused Bishop of sexual abuse but had refused to disclose her name. The court said that with the names of each sister, there should also be listed their last known mailing address or email address only if mailing address does not exist. Denson attorney Robert Vernon may also file a motion before the 21 days requesting to expand the list beyond the categories identified. The church must also produce all documents sufficient to show an accurate depiction of the MTC as it appeared in 1983 to 1986, the years that Bishop was president. The church must also produce a log for all documents or categories of documents that are being withheld as privileged. U.S. District 
Court Judge Dale A. Kimball granted Bishop a complete dismissal of a case brought against him by Denson on August 18th. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints also named in the lawsuit filed a motion July 18 with Bishop for dismissal in the sex abuse case. In the case of the church, a portion of the case was dismissed, but the charges of fraud against the church by Denson were not dismissed. So there's the update. Mm. Interesting. Go girl. I hope that uh, she is successful in shedding some serious light on that So that issue. guy was in there right after me. I was in the MTC in 81. Okay. Wow. So. Huh. Huh. Anyway. Well, you just missed the mol- molestation. I'm sorry, yeah, Dave. Damn it. Yeah, damn it. Anyway. Okay, our topic today, <laughs> uh, in one word, is elitism, and of course, especially in the Mormon Church, you could call it, you know, elevated narcissism, elevated separatism. Uh, we're going to look at examples of elitism in in all uh, walks of life, at every level, if you will, all forms. But of course, our subject is the Mormon Church. So we're going to look at some synonyms for elitism, how it's taught to us as a Mormon, some of the effects of elitism, and then, of course, examples of it um, around the world, actually, in and out of uh, the church. So do you want to start with uh, some of these special words that were taught at age zero in the Mormon Church? To make us feel we're just a little better than everybody else? <laughs> How about peculiar people, chosen people, a covenant? See, it, it gets more and more extreme with each one. A covenant people, set apart, special, select, separate. <laughs> now hmm. think about when and where and how many times you heard those words as an active uh, Mormon, and ask yourself honestly, how did that make you feel? Did you buy it? Uh, oh, oh, and, yeah. Okay. And yeah. so then what, what did that look like in terms of your interaction with the rest of, you know, the unfortunates who... <laughs> and of course, the church would not, again, their response would be, look, no, we're God's chosen people because we're chosen to receive Mormonism first, only so that we could give it to everybody else. But that's not the kind of shit I was seeing going on. Uh, narcissism is what comes to the front for me. Mm. Uh, now that you know, it shows up at different in different forms and in different places. It shows up in religions, extre- mm-hmm. extremely in Mormonism. But really, I think almost all religions, it shows up at the national level. For instance, with Israel, mm-hmm. they've always been said, well, the church's stance on Israel, which is very confusing, actually, as as a nation, not just as a covenant or special people. And then mm-hmm. racially, of course, with ethnicity and ancestry. So there's a lot of meat there. Uh, every one of these things cause us to uh, believe in a false sense of being superior, elite, better yeah. than in some way. Uh, you know, we've got special privileges. Your power is concentrated in a certain group at the top. 
most likely. It causes stratification. People who are of these elite groups claim a little bit higher ability, maybe even higher intellect, which creates a sense of entitlement, Mm -hmm. even nepotism. And so, you know, again, with the Mormons, there's a pretentious sense of non-judgment. Oh, no, we don't think our brothers and sisters are less than us. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Those are just words. The reality is, yeah, you're you're special. You're God's favorite. And and think about that again with this this omni-loving God. But he's got, in his own words— through scripture, a chosen people, a peculiar people. Mm -hmm. These are his Mm -hmm. words. Yeah. What, what's up with that? Yeah. It's a little, I mean, interesting. Sounds like God's a man with all the emotions and power struggles that go along with men Mm -hmm. and women, whatever thoughts, Michael. No, I, I'm just nodding my head the whole time here, obviously, and I, I think back to a lot of memories of being in, involved in the church and seeing evidences of some of these things that you've brought up, that you've listed. Um, you know, I think of things like that pretentious excuse or those pretentious excuses, you know, that the church will give, that it's taught its members to give by way of example from its leadership. Some of what you, some of which you threw out there, right? Oh, you know, we're not saying we're we're more important or more special or more loved by God, even though that's what our scriptures say, <laughs> you know. And it's the same thing as uh, is Islam, right? I'm not going to get way off in that corner in our conversation today, yeah. but I'm a moderate Islam. I'm a mo- I, I don't believe in the jihad and and everything. Well, then you don't believe in the Quran, so you're not really a Muslim. Right. And so we just need to, you know, if you're an LDS person who doesn't believe that there's this concept of being a little bit better, a little bit more righteous, a little bit more blessed, you know, more privileged than people who aren't obeying the gospel, then you don't really believe in the LDS gospel. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I think of things like the Book of Mormon where we have blatant scriptures, right, uh, that, that introduce the concept of racism, racial privilege, you know, the, the, the Nephites were white and delightsome. Yeah, ethnic. And, yeah, and words like dark and loathsome for the, for the black-skinned, you know, Lamanites or the dark-skinned Lamanites. And that's pretty obvious, folks. <laughs> and then people will bring up, well, uh, there's other verses that, remember the verses that say, you know, black and white bond and free everybody's loved by God equally. You know, well, that's great. So what you're saying is there was schizophrenia again, again, in the book of Mormon contradictory verses, right? Where it's very clear that the white people are better early on in the book when you have Laman and Lemuel separate, but then later, all of a sudden that's not clear and we've got this going on, but then later, you know, after Joseph Smith, we've got all these extremely bigoted, prejudiced, racist prophets who said some terrible, terrible things about, uh, for example, black people. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're what, experiencing schizophrenia again? Again. 
or God just needs to get well, with the times. You know, I'm getting a little off topic here, but the whole concept, the title of our episode is Ramiumptomitis, which is a mouthful. <laughs> uh, and the Ramiumptum, of course, refers to that verse in the, or those verses in the Book of Mormon where they're talking about these people who would walk up to this high tower or high, you know, pedestal or whatever and pray to God about, thank you that we're so blessed. <laughs> You know, <laughs> thank you. you. Know. We're so so much oh better than our God. brethren. And you know what I thought of when I heard that oh. at times in the church was, yeah, that's basically what I hear <laughs> going in on at church. church. <laughs> and we put that down. I mean, those people, oh yeah, that worshipped at the Ramiumpton. They were they were the worst of the worst in the Book of Mormon. Oh yeah, and yet we couldn't see it among ourselves. They were so Sunday I, Mormons. How terrible they were. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's, I it's, made a list. You know that you've made it as a leader <laughs> win. And and I hope I don't offend anybody, but this is this is based on what I see. Yeah. What the church is showing me. When first of all you're an American, uh-huh. Because you're in the promised land. Yeah. You're Christian, but more especially, of course, Mormon. Mm-hmm. You're white, male. Republican have a higher education and probably a higher income and have a leadership position in the church. Hmm. And if you want to argue with that, you're not familiar with Mormonism. That's right. That's what is shown to you and what you're taught to strive for. Now you're a woman's not going to become a male. Well, I know a couple, but anyway, Uh, (laughs) so but they're not going to hold the priesthood. Yeah, they're not going to hold the priesthood. No, no. And so, well, that could change. God's been changing his mind a lot lately. So, yeah. Uh, examples of this so that we you say, well, why you're really just picking on Mormonism? Nazi Germany, you've got the recent case in the early 90s with Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the Crusades? Hello, Catholic Church. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds of years. The Crusades, how many were slaughtered? Oh, I don't even remember. I know there's estimations, yeah. Yeah, you know, the separation between political parties. So that's why I put Republican up there on that list. Mm -hmm. Because, you you know, you're... Did I already share that story about the lady who told the prayer? I think I did. The prayer in church about, thank God for such a righteous man as our new president. Yes, you did, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, yeah, he's Republican, and he's favored of God. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, I, I guess God's the biggest racist of them all. I guess so. Yeah, it's clear. Uh, yeah, and then Dallin H. Oaks remarks recently, right? Uh, race doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's <laughs> when we all die, we're all going to turn white. Okay, come on. Um, get over it. <laughs> whatever uh what so why is this even important why are we talking about this concept of elitism well the first reason i think dave is because it's a major facet of mormonism that's harmful um that's a lot of what we talk about right how is the church doing harm to its members and then by extension to everybody else that these, that the members associate with, you know, in their lives. And this is one of those ways elitism causes harm, even if it's, 
I say just mental, like mental is any less important, uh, emotional, you know, it's emotional and mental health, just as important as physical health, you know, and, and, um, Hey, if I feel like I'm just a little bit better and it goes back to what we were saying before, even if I say otherwise, and I have these little pretentious, you know, statements of, Oh no, no, no. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. You know, and it's like, well, you believe you are because that's what the scriptures tell you. So and it, it goes back yeah. to even before we were born here. This is another teaching of Mormonism that we lived in what was known as a pre-mortal life. Yes. And if you did well there, you were specially blessed here. Meaning, and I'll point to what's called a patriarchal blessing, among other things, meaning you were born in a condition, a place, a time, a circumstances in which you were allowed to become a member of the church. That was based on your performance in the pre-mortal life. Therefore, all those who are not, well, they kind of fucked up there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to say that. No. But we're going to think it. You see, that's the, that's the harmful thing. Yeah. It's going to be... So when you get a patriarchal blessing, and I think you brought it up before, it seems like I recall uh, you talking about it. It can be at about age 12. Uh, you can, at the youngest, you, yeah. It, there's no set age, but they encourage mm. the kids to get one. Among other things, you're told your lineage, mm -hmm. but but you can only be from one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So Israel's it. The rest is shit. How's that? Hey, I mean, did you just so, pull that out of your? I mean, I yeah, it just flows. Yeah, that wow. That's where it flows from mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Israel's it. The rest is shit. That's a pretty good little rhyme. Yeah, I yeah. could make some t-shirts. I think I'll make some t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been nice knowing you, brother, since you won't be around much longer. Well, I'm not going to go take a trip to an Arab country after I wear that. Yeah. I mean, come on. So the patriarchal <laughs> blessing, uh, uh, hello, look at the word patriarchal, given from a man usually nearly on his deathbed, but <laughs> yeah. has held several high positions in the church and has one of those special gifts we can call it discernment, you know, mm -hmm. where he can discern somehow through his setting apart, hello, from somebody who had the authority, you know, a state president, I think. No. Isn't it a general authority that sets them apart? I don't even I, remember. I yeah. Don't remember. I, think I think it might it be. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so he can, you know, tell you all about not just, you know, who you were before you got here, but what your potential is. And it strokes the ego. It's usually very positive. You know, these are the good things. These are the things that you could accomplish, uh, you know. And then, of course, you're told all the T's to cross and I's to dot, you know, say your prayers. There's always that reminder in, in any blessing. Right. They, Obey they your covenants. Always, yeah. Go mm -hmm. to the temple, be worthy of a temple marriage and then go mm -hmm. the rest of your life and uh, read to, read the scriptures. They shall be a light unto you. And it's all flowery, usually mm -hmm. pretty kind of embellished language. Yep. And the kids and then it, maybe not when they're that young, but later they just cling on to that. Yeah. And and many people I have seen live their life based on this blessing, 
And then when some of this shit doesn't happen, it's like, well, no, it's not the patriarch who was wrong. I fucked up. Yeah, that goes back to um, guilt. Yeah, we need to do an episode on that. Absolutely. Uh, the guilt, the the self, the self loathing, and the hatred. Uh, and we, we've brought this up a few times already because all these things cross over. Lots of them do anyway. But yeah, you know, most of the people that I've met that are that I've had a relationship with that's close enough where we have shared anything that might be stated in our patriarchal blessings, there's always pieces that come out, right? Where, man, I was promised this, you know, and, and it hasn't happened. And I'm like, well, wow. Could it be that that guy didn't know what the fuck he was saying? No, <laughs> uh, no, no. What it has no, to be is you just worthy. haven't been faithful enough. Mm-hmm. You haven't been righteous enough and it's all your fault, dude. Sorry. And then, the majority of what's promised is, of course, with all of this in the next life. So you're mm. only going to find out about, you know, you're going to in- inherit thrones, kingdoms, principalities, powers. I mean, yeah. Wow. Sounds good. I really ought to stay as active. I mean, I'm, I'm going to work my ass off for that. All of it in some other realm after death <laughs> okay <laughs> all of it and and, yeah. and and not just in a patriarchal blessing the scriptures all of eternal life is yeah. given to those yeah. who are faithful in this life to the and, end yes. yeah yeah endure death. to the end hold to the the iron rod let's mm-hmm. not go into the details there but uh did somebody I mean, mention a rod are we still talking uh, about the script we're talking about fishing the, aren't we oh okay yeah <laughs> Another example, I'm jumping around here, section 76. You'd say, well, okay, that's about the... Yes, yeah, DNC 76, a revelation on different degrees of glory. Mormons love to tout this as a real revelation from God because everybody else basically believes in heaven and hell, Mm -hmm. and us special Mormons have these degrees of glory, so you're told pretty specifically what you have to do to inherit any one of those included in this message in 76 is, uh, from what I understand, you're, we're being told there the majority of people will end up in the lowest kingdom. Mm. Well, that's, a, that's uplifting, you know, I mean, it, so, but if you're the elect... If you're the chosen and you make covenants with God, you've already elevated your status just by simply staying active and going through the hoops, going to the temple. You're Mm -hmm. at least terrestrial now. And if you pray extra long, pay more tithing than you even are asked to, I don't know what else, make extra cookies (laughs) for your neighbor, Uh, you know, and those things, you know, actually... Of course, those are good things. Yeah. Being kind is my religion. I think the Buddha said that, or no, it was the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. Kindness is my religion, oh, there and you go. and that that's it. No hoops, no no uh, judgment. Section seventy six to me is one of the greatest revelations to create judgment. 
and and we we made jokes about it. Well, you're just telestial material, and mm-hmm. and we were kind of acting like we were joking. But I wonder, I wonder, yeah, if we ever entertained, yeah, yeah, you were you were good enough in a pre mortal life to to have the the gospel in this life, but yeah, doesn't look too good for you in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I but don't, David. I just, you know, it's all okay. It's all okay because people in the celestial kingdom will be able to visit oh. people in lower kingdoms. Yeah, so it's that, okay. Oh, one of you those can, golden elevators. Eh, I can visit. I can. I'll. You know what? I will. I will grace you with my presence occasionally. Elitism at its yeah, best. Right yeah, I'll, I'll hold in my glory so it doesn't burn you and hurt you. And I'll I'll grace you with my lower manifestation for a moment. But then mom, dad, brother, sister, whoever, friend, yeah. you know, I'm going to have to go back because this place is okay. But, you know, I got a I just thought of a, a hypocrisy in that revelation where what we're talking about is these of the lower kingdom would be worthy to be servants. And yet <laughs> being a servant, we're told by Jesus of Nazareth. And and the prophets throughout Scripture was the greatest thing yeah. you could do. Yeah, is to serve others. <laughs> Hello, and and now that's a punishment in the next life. I don't know. Maybe I'm confused. Like obviously. these uh, these poor women, right? Who uh, it's usually women who have this told to them by discerning stake presidents and bishops, right? Because they have the power of discernment. Oh, you've been divorced. Your husband tossed you aside. You haven't been able to find another husband. Uh, that's okay. You can be a ministering angel in the celestial <laughs> kingdom. It's okay. You're not going to get sex, but you can uh, you can serve other couples who are married and have all the blessings up there. And hey, at least you'll be in the mansion. Come on, be grateful. You know you you're going to be in the yeah. I saw this uh, pretty pretty up close uh, as a member of a bishopric, which, of course, the high priest tended the single sisters, uh-huh. which get kind of makes sense, I guess, because we don't want men of the same age over there. Whatever. Yeah, because Lord knows that old men aren't turned on by sexy young single women, you know. Even though I was in my early 30s in the bishopric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Ed, you were a high priest, so you had yeah. a greater power to resist I, evil. My, I had a shield when I was set apart. <laughs> God endowed me with a shield that... My sexual prowess. I mean, uh, <laughs> are you talking? He dabbed you with a condom or an actual shield? Are we? Are we being metaphorical? Okay, or- we're going down a bad path now. <laughs> but you know, when we laugh like this, uh, it it's not out of disrespect. It this stuff is ridiculous. Yeah, and it, I, you know, as time goes on. I can't help but laugh. I my initial reaction to waking up to what Mormonism was was anger. Yeah, that's right. And now, now I just laugh a lot, and I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. There are people. Some of those women I met were were hurting. It was oh, obvious yeah. they had repressed feelings of of 
not good enough. Hello. That should mm. be a whole freaking thing along with the guilt thing. We Maybe our next podcast. I don't know. I, I just, you know, I don't know. Not good enough. I can't find a husband and, uh, yeah. I don't know. It it's very damaging. Yeah. I thought God just loved and accepted everybody and I I believe the New Testament said that Jesus came down to save all mankind. And through well, his grace, power and atonement, you know, they'd all yeah. be brought back in uh Well, David, uh, the word save is kind of subjective, you know. I mean, you know, yeah. look, everybody's going to be saved from death. I mean, they're all <laughs> going to be resurrected. Okay, that they should be thankful for that. Come on. You know, um, as far as being exalted, because that doesn't suggest elitism. You know, if you want to be exalted, <laughs> uh, really set above everyone else, then that takes some work. Look, faith without works is dead. You so got to earn it. You got to earn yeah, it. Yeah, earn it. The highest station to attain by earning it, of course, is this thing called godhood, and it can only be done by a man and wife. So sorry for all you single people. Um, and or then, uh, if no you're if, if you're homosexual, you can't be up there either. By the well, way, sorry guys. A whole list of them. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. This man and wife God team, they can't be gods or a goddess without subjects underneath them. Of course. So no wonder it's called the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. With kings and queens. Priests and priestesses. and princes. Priestesses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so the, the whole, the whole, wow. We brought that <laughs> up before, but yeah. Um, why are we using that? What about the highest person is the person that knows and understands their own eternal self-worth and understands that in every other being? Hmm. In other words, the Hindu phrase, namaste, the highest good in me sees the highest good in you, period. Hmm. You're not less than me. You're not better than me. We're of equal value. And I recognize that in you. Therefore, I naturally respect you. You know, it. it Imagine then, that. Yeah. Well, no, come. Imagine I'm sorry, that. John Lennon and me must be way out there, wrong path. What the? You did not shut your cell phone off for this podcast. I guess I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's my my beloved son. The, I call him Buddha Man. Yeah. Yeah, Buddha man. I'll I'll answer that in a minute. I don't think it's the <laughs> end of the world. That's the cardinal sin, you realize, leaving something like that on during a podcast. Well, the other day I, I turned my phone off for two days and both my kids were ready to call 911. <laughs> <laughs> the old man finally croaked, man. Whoa, <laughs> shit. Well, hey, how do we wrap this message up? What's the real point behind the... Fa so one of the points here is... The damage that's being done yes, by it. Yes, elitism yeah. is, is very unique in its extremity 
the way that it is manifested in the LDS church. That's there one of go. the points. Another yeah. point is, yes, the damage that being this, this elitist concept causes uh, in many different ways. Right? And we've mentioned, we've alluded to a lot of those, right? Um, from, yeah, anyway, uh, I guess... I guess that's kind of it, right? I mean, um, yeah. How how well, do God you think? forbid that we'd keep this under forty minutes? <laughs> I know, right? I know. Well, well we're look, done, you look. Know? Tell mean, somebody, tell somebody that all the things we just talked about—that you were chosen before you were born, you were born into a special situation, you have the only truth, the only full truth in the entire fucking universe. Uh, you know this stuff. You know it. Okay, capital mm-hmm. K. You Don't know it. Believe, but I know uh, it. It's absolutely the only truth. It's true. Nothing else is true. What is that going to make somebody feel uh, as they just go through their day to day life? It's going to make them feel, as the church lady said so eloquently <laughs> in yeah. Saturday Night Live, <laughs> ah, are we a little special? <laughs> you know, and. Uh, Puffed That's, up, I believe, uh, is the Book of Mormon <laughs> reference. Puffed up, yeah. like a, I, I see the image of one of those puffer fishes, <laughs> where all the other fishes are cruising around, and this guy's got a poof. Hey, but you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, the irony is, puffer fish are extremely poisonous. Isn't that Ooh, interesting? That actually fits pretty well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Unless you eat just the meat, you can't eat any skin or or any of the entrails, or guts, or anything. It's got to be blood, just meat. I don't we're know if that do- part relates to what we're talking about. Well, we're go- we are going to do that co- uh, the podcast on cannibalism. So, oh, that's uh, right, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. coming up. Well, man, yeah, we we had to work to even get this longer than thirty minutes, didn't we? <laughs> like it has Buffed to be up. long. Uh, thanks guys again for joining us and um, hey, happy mother's yeah. day out there. That's right. It's mother's day today. Uh, and look, my thought on that is everybody has a different relationship with their mom. I'm talking about your biological mom in particular, but you may have an adopted mom, um, Stepmom. Stepmom, whatever the case may be. You came from a mother, uh, or a mother was part of your your raising up in most cases, right? I know that's not true for everybody. Mm-hmm. This is a day to just kind of think about regardless of differences or difficulties, whatever that may be there, that something good usually comes from a mom, and to appreciate that and to kind of be thankful, you know, for that in your life. So I guess that's my thought on it. How touching. Yeah. And and accurate. It's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dave. (laughs) Oh yeah. I have other deep thoughts as well. (laughs) Well, uh, we'll talk about some of those after the episode. Okay. All right, guys. Take care. Love you. And we'll we'll check in with you next week, as always. And and also as always, Dave, the mm-hmm. last word. Peace out.